Welcome to the Dr. April Jasper Show, relevant conversations for business owners of today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We appreciate being a part of your life and being invited into your day. It is such a joy to be able to help our colleagues to bring value to their patients and to help you strengthen and grow your business. Join us at optometricmanagementeducation.com where you can learn more about all of the other services we provide. We have a subscription service that you can be a part of where you can learn and teach your team from the courses that we've recorded on all of the topics that are relevant to your success. We also have consulting services. And right now, if you give us a call, schedule a call with me, I'll be happy to talk to you about what we can do to help you grow your business one-on-one. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. And I am excited to have here with us as our special guest, Dr. Chris May. And Chris, I just want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I know you're in Mississippi and I know other something else about you that I want you to explain a little bit about. You are the legislative chair of the Mississippi Optometric Association. Is that true? Yes, I am. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate appreciate being able to be here. The uh, yeah, our practices are in North Mississippi. Uh, hopefully everybody knows where Mississippi is. We don't go into towns because no one has any idea where they are. So <laughs> a joke is always that like our offices are in Coldwater, Ashland, and Tishomingo, Mississippi. So Ashland's kind of like Mayberry was on TV, but with like way more methamphetamine. But it's, uh, it's it's very rural, um, different world. We, we kind of do a little bit of everything. And uh, that actually connects really well with being... Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be a legislative chair this last year. Uh, and then we just finished our state meeting and uh, Mississippi's had a great last couple of years. I can't take credit for that part of it, but we have had scope expansion, really a lot of change in the services that we provide. Yeah. It's a good thing because we're able to take care of the patients that we've been seeing. They don't have to travel. It's been amazing. And being able to be full scope and being able to take care of all of our needs, it's great because there's nothing more frustrating in some yeah. of these areas patient that has a 50 or 60 mile drive for an appointment that's three or four weeks out for the first eval and a procedure that's three or four weeks after that. And they're going, no, I'm just not going to do that. Wow. So it's been great to be able to have that, that scope expansion and what we can do. So I give uh, on this one, it's one of those where I get to take the credit now for the work others did in the past, but it's been fun. It's been exciting. And it's also really great to see other states expanding and working. And, and that is a place where it is a bit of a double-edged sword, you know, from a scope expansion yep. standpoint, to keep asking for this and then you get it and you're like, wow, I have a lot more work to do than I used to do. And uh, it's, that's the fun part. And if you just keep your patience in mind, it makes it 100% worth it. It sounds easy to do, but it's sometimes more difficult than it sounds because we are bombarded with so many challenges. I have fabulous patients, as I know you do. And that's what we work to do is just bring value to them and make sure that they have great outcomes. But, you know, we tend to get stuck in the rut of doing things the same way that we did them, or not me, but somebody did 100 years ago. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. But before we do, you kind of uh, hit on the fact that you have three locations, right? And how many doctors? Tell us about the practices. Yeah. So three locations, five ODs. um, And one great advantage of being in the central United States is I don't have the square footage pain that uh, major metro areas have. 
But so the good news is we've got a lot of space. Uh, the bad news is, is uh, we've got a lot of patience. I was kidding somebody the other day. I was like, you know what? The only thing that I'm not having trouble getting, trouble getting delivered or trouble doing is patience. I, we got patients coming out of our ears, yeah. uh, but we're blessed. Uh, we, we have a, a wide area that we, we actually cover. Uh, our five docs are fantastic. Uh, they, they're all, you know, with, from a training standpoint, uh, highly differentiated. And so from an optometric standpoint, it's very cool to have it where we've got residency trained, fellowship trained, yeah. PhD ODs. Uh, so our, we're a nerdy group is what we like to say. <laughs> and because uh, we, we really are. But it's it's a lot of fun because you never know what's coming through the door next. So we yeah. do glasses, we do contact lenses. That's what that's what pays our bills. But we also, I mean, you could step in the next room and schedule a laser procedure. You could go to the next one and have to do a lid procedure, or you wow. know how it is. The next thing you know, you're sitting uh, consulting someone on something that their grandkid might have to have, and then you're and you know they're they're teary eyed and we're trying to figure things out. The, uh, I don't think they prepared us in training for how much psychology we were going to have to do, but uh, I love my patient base. It's extremely disparate, um, but I, it, that, that like you never know what's next thing is, is part of the fun. Well, I think that you are, uh, you're seeing how challenging though it can be, like you said, and then your challenge too is when you have three locations, how do you put business practices into place and then have uh, the confidence that it's happening the same way in all three locations. So we we hit on one thing already, and that is that we're busy. So you're really busy. You want to make sure you do a great job for your patients. And I know you, like me, also want to respect our patients' time. They don't want to sit around in an office. I had a patient come in yesterday that I felt terrible because he had to wait 20 minutes to see me. And I felt awful because our time is five minutes. That's really what we shoot for. So I go in and I apologize to him. And he said, April, don't you even worry about it? I see this other doctor and I won't say his name for other problems. And he says, I'm in his office for three hours sometimes. Well, you know, that's not acceptable to me. And none of us want to be that patient who sits there all that time. So how do we rethink some of the things that we do? And by doing that, then integrate new technology. What are some things that you've been thinking about, Chris, and, and what have you done in your practices and where do you see the future there? Well, the first thing, I think you, you hit on it a little bit before, it's change, right? And yeah. one thing I, I'll give you props on, I think we should never be okay with wasting someone else's time. And we always say, you know, everyone's time is valuable. Sure. And, and you've had that, this patient that goes, you know, I have an appointment for one. I expect you to be here at one. I'm like, okay, let's, let's have yeah. realistic expectations. And then after they see a retina specialist and they go, I love it here. <laughs> it's, yes. like you guys it's like, okay, we're way better than we thought, but it is, I think we should, we should never be satisfied. You know, that's one of those things where yeah. we're looking at, you know, we can always do better. Continuous improvement is where we are. And, and I think that's being your patient advocate. That is a huge thing for you to do personally. And I think as for all of us, as long as we're always looking at it from their lens, bad dad joke, but no, I love that. that patient lens, you're thinking about their experience and what did they go through? What would you want to have happen? And, and in some cases it's that plus it too, like, well, here's what I would expect. And it's like, well, what if we did the unexpected and did even better? What if we could do better than they expected to do? And we're not having to just wait and go, well, it's worse someplace else, you know, stop complaining. And I, I think not being satisfied with where we are is there. The problem is, is that means we are in almost continuous change mode. Yeah. And humans, all of us, 
hate change. But it, it change can be so good, though. I mean, the, the scope expansion. Uh, look at what we can do, the technology that we've been delivered. Yeah. I mean, AI in just the last little bit has all of a sudden thrown us on our ear in like a three-month span. And, and so these quick changes, I think, in some cases, we need to, instead of letting them you know, create fear and anxiety and stress for us or feeling like we're behind, instead, we need to look at them from our opportunities. And I think those change opportunities really give us places to capitalize. You know, and that's a place where the technology has just absolutely exploded. I mean, looking at, at a great example is like form factors. Just think about what devices used to be, right? I mean, like I remember like our first auto refractor we had was like this huge thing. Yeah. And like and it, was, it was great. It could align in like, it only took like four minutes to get it to move up. And then it would give you the minus 17 auto refraction that it always gave you. <laughs> and you look at it and you're like, this is junk. And look at what handhelds can do now where I'm getting extraordinarily accurate yeah. refraction phase and, and information in seconds. And, and so that portability is starting to really change the way that we see our flow a lot. Now, consistency between offices there is, is a fight. Because one of the things that's kind of a habit is you have like, it's kind of like the kids, you got the hand-me-downs and it's like, well, yeah. the big auto refractor can go to the least busy office and, you know, we have to invest. We've got to keep high consistency of care because that patient, you know, just because you're more rural or at a smaller office doesn't mean that you're willing to sacrifice your experience. Oh, no. I think maybe you do a better job in some cases than the rest of us when you're in a rural setting because you probably are faster to invest in, in some of the technology than we are. And I hope that's not true of me, but I have seen it be the case for some doctors that say, hey, I've got to have everything I need because I can't just send them to the doctor five minutes away Absolutely. if I don't know the answer. And so, yeah. I, I mean, I try to make my practice like that, even though I do have people five minutes away, because I know that patients don't want to go elsewhere. But I also know that, like you said, the the Ability to go to your patient and to move and have technology that allows us to be flexible and go to them in the space they are in our practice makes a difference. It's funny you said handheld auto refractor because I bought the two things I have purchased most recently. One is a very accurate handheld auto refractor, which I love. We just posted on social media about how it's great for people of all ages. But the other one is our headset that people have heard me talk about that's made by Radius XR. And it does visual fields. It does, it, it can show videos of our practice that we create. So Chris, tell me, you talked about the autorefractor. I know that you have the Radius technology as well. How has that fit into your practice? If you suffer from dry, scratchy, irritated eyes, the problem may actually stem from your eyelids. Cleansing eyelids daily is essential for maintaining healthy eyes, which is why doctors recommend OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy Eyelid Cleanser. New OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy removes oil, pollen, and other contaminants from your eyelids to effectively reduce redness, irritation, and itching caused by seasonal allergies. These pre-moistened wipes are easy to use, on the go, or at home. Simply wipe and leave on. As the industry standard of care, OcuSoft has a full line of eyelid cleansers for various conditions. Available through eye care professionals, most retail outlets, and Amazon.com. Visit OcuSoft.com for more details. Radius has been a really neat ad, uh, but honestly, kind of a completion of a puzzle. Now, one of the biggest things there is it's the technology that it takes is just unbelievable. As a company, 
it's impressive to see what these headsets can do. Yeah. Uh, but a, building their own devices so that they can keep this. The, the tech is just amazing. I'm awed by what they can produce for us. Um, what's most interesting now for us, though, and that's that complete piece of the puzzle, was think about electrodiagnostics, right? So it used to be that if you wanted like BEP or ERG, for us especially, this was a referral up to like one of the university or school settings. Even in the school setting, it had its own like usually one particular doctor and one particular technician that would perform the testing for us and then send us a report back. And this was like a weeks long process to get. So then we thought it was amazing. And, and to your point, because we're rural and we have a ton of glaucoma, we invested in electrodiagnostic testing in the office years ago. And we thought it was really small form factor when it got down to something that only took up like most of the room, right? So this thing where the machines dictated where they needed to go, it's kind of like old computers, right? They had to be- yes in a big server cooled room. And now you're going, you know, now nah, I walk around with something stronger than a server in my pocket, you know, yep. and it's, that change, that's a good change. But what's been really neat to see the pieces come together is, so coolest thing right now is a plaquenilla valve in our office. So okay. plaquenilla patients tend to be a little bit harder to move around. You're in Florida. I don't have to tell you about patients being slow to move around. It's like you're the capital of shuffling steps of in the entire United States. So if you're moving the patient, you're going, all right, we're going to go to this back room. And you see, you can see the technician going, I know what I'm doing the next 10 minutes. And we're trying to get to the test. And then we get to the test and we do the thing. Our plaque manila valve is actually on a little cart now. What's amazing wow. is we saw tablets move forward. Color vision assessments are now completely on a tablet. So our electrodiagnostic testing is now handheld. And we were able to get handheld ERGs. So it's astonishing. Well, then we were still moving them. That missing piece of the puzzle was fields. Well, now for the field, instead of this patient who has joint pain by definition, that's why they're here because they're yeah. being treated for that. They no longer have to sit in this machine. And, you know, they all do the same thing. They've had these things every six or 12 months for years. And they're going, do I have to go to the big thing, the refrigerator deal? And you're going, no, not anymore. Watch this. And that is a wow moment for them. But more importantly, it's that efficiency. So this is one of those moments where that change really gets to be magic. And it's sort of like, if it was traffic, it's like all of a sudden now we have this like super fast lane on the far left, we're able to go, rather than this testing, gumming up vision exams, we're able to move the testing over into the fast lane and get these patients straight through. Way better experience, but also being able to have multiple devices means instead of going, yeah, I can't afford, like you said, I've, I got everything I've got to have, I can't afford two or three of these things or the space with that. Now we can have two or three going at one time, really amazing and now we also have to change the way we think the way that we staff the way that we work and yeah that's uncomfortable it, it takes time to figure out how do we get everybody on board we're going to change our scheduling completely because we've been scheduling machines for right oh yeah people wonder why it's all uh takes so long in our practices and, you know, we, we never told them, well, it's because we have all this technology that is hard to schedule around. And, and it does, you know, we do get behind mostly because patients become more challenging than their time allotment was. That's the truth. But you're right, Chris, that's so incredible. I never really thought about it that way. We schedule around machines. It's no longer. <laughs> exactly. And it's that that's where our traffic pinch points are. Uh, now, I guess we're going to stick with this lane metaphor we got going. Okay, go ahead. I like it. <laughs> but those, those traffic jams, 
So there's the physical ones, right? So, because yeah. there's nothing worse. You've got a patient that has all of a sudden comes in and says, hey, I can't see anything in the bottom part of my vision. And you're going, we just put a glaucoma evaluation in on, on the field. This is going to sit here for 30 minutes and then we'll try to, oh no, I've got another one already here. So this yeah. the physical can do it, but the, the schedule limits are their own thing. But then, oh, heaven forbid, if somebody no shows or it storms that morning and now everybody's 20 minutes late and we're going, we're, I'm just, I'm not getting lunch and I'm never going home. Right. And it's just going to be one of those days. But I, I think the doctor jams are our new place. And this is where it starts to get kind of fun, right? Our doctor jams are a place where we accept this, you know, well, I hear you about your headaches, but I can't do a screening right now. That machine's busy. Or I, you know, there's a couple little yeah. things I want to schedule you back. I can't come back or I don't want to do that. Or, or maybe this is nothing. I don't want to overblow this. So let's just skip the test. And we know there's research. Uh, John Hopkins did research uh, years ago, looking at screening fields and the number of patients on screening tests we picked up like something like one in five had glaucoma risk yeah so if we're not paying attention and we're not screening that's not the best care and i think yeah. we feel that we've just accepted it but being able to move away from that doctor traffic jam where you're able to go okay i want to get this real quick i'm going to go get that over here and we can keep things moving as what we need them to be it's a challenge because trying to run, you know, the old two lane highway is not what we are anymore. It's not one patient in while the next one comes out. Now we've got to run multiple lanes and keep this all flowing. But when it flows, it's magic. And more importantly, if everything's patient centric, right? If we do what's best for the patient, it always works out for us. So and, if this yeah, is what's best for the patient, get them best access, it's there. But being able to literally meet them where they are, meaning like in the exam room chair, yeah. that's what and who would have thought that there would come a day when new technology would actually be less expensive? Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. It, it's amazing, right? It's kind of like when cell phones got little and, uh, and you're going, wow, I mean, I love this phone. And then it got littler and you're like, oh no, what's this thing going to cost? You know, it's, it's this big, it's going to cost a million dollars. And I think that's a place where that tech, that ability to produce Companies like Radius are interesting because they make their headset and using tablet. And so this is a little bit different yeah. because rather than us going, well, let's buy that and plug it to this. And we have to buy a copy of the operating system. And, that, and so this like price inflation happens or, or these machines that have so many like physical sections of it, they can't be updated. You know, this ability to update with software means that not only do, do we have lower front end cost, our cost of maintenance is way lower, just being able to push updates out, things like that. But we're also more future proof. So if we're investing in that machine, it's not like you're buying this big box that right. three, four years from now, you're shoving out the back. Oh, there's nothing worse than that. Like my old office had like this boneyard in the back. I'm like, what is that? And it's like, that's a visual field that I'm still angry about. Or that old retina <laughs> camera. It's like, well, if I could buy Polaroid film, I guess technically it would work. You know, yep. it's not worth anything in trade. You can't do anything. It's like this boneyard. And we need to get away from 
Oh my gosh, you're crazy in the sense that you keep that around to, to torture you. I, I can't do it. I told David just a few weeks ago, we got rid of something because I said, if I look at that any longer, I will just be so upset. I'm tired of being <laughs> upset. I've been so much happier since it went and found a new graveyard. There you go. Yeah, that's the one thing about the rural practices. It, like it gets sat in like the back corner. <laughs> and then, and, and like I said, we're, we're blessed. We have really like having way more square footage than we deserve means that like, you know, in that back room and the thing, you're like, wait a minute, why is this still here? <laughs> so, I need a video of Chris in the equipment uh, graveyard. I love that. If you need All a right. pneumotometer, I probably got one somewhere underneath something in the back. Wow. So here's the other thing I love about new technology is that I think we're seeing more often now that it is dual purpose. And so how do you feel about some of the things that uh, can be done? Uh, how, what, what are you doing with the radius uh, as far as other things? And I'm not going to ask specifically because I want you to answer. What else does it do for you? What other value does it bring to your practice? Well, I think, how do you feel about it? It's the first step. That's changed a lot in the last few years. I remember having kind of a funny feeling about something the first time they were like, it can take photos and is an OCT. And I yes. remember thinking, I don't, I don't know. I felt like I had my like phone answering machine, but also I felt kind of dirty. It's like, oh, I don't know that it should be able to do both. I have to have a big, massive machine for any code I use. Each individual one has to have its own code. I, thank goodness we got over all of that. I mean, the ability to have a Swiss Army knife now is pretty amazing. So, and it's that tech has been something that's really nice to be able to have screen fields, real fields. Now, in our headset technology in general, this is a place where we can kind of, it's like that back room, it gets junked up if we throw too many things into it. So it's going, oh, it's going to check acuities for you and measure pupils and do all these other things. Or we start thinking about what it could do. I don't need it to check acuities for me. Thanks. You know, that's actually a fairly efficient part of our process. Yeah. Is it interesting? Yeah, I think it's intriguing. I've had this virtual technician concept, I think has a space in the future, but we got to get a little better at it. For right now, where I think the most interesting place is, is moving into this, this patient education space. Yeah. Not just video, not, not another YouTube video. YouTube's amazing. If you're looking for one specific thing, you know what you're hunting for. It's great for patient education. If you're trying to get rid of that patient that's been talking too long, like, here's some stuff to look up. Please leave. Instead of this big thing, I, I think we need something much more personal. Yeah, And, and, and I, I'm going to use the dirty word. It, it's okay to market ourselves and our practices at the same time too. Right. I think we have to get pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, not advertise and bombard this patient with like pop-ups in their, <laughs> their visual field while they're having it, but the ability to have them experience something that they really yeah. have never experienced before, whether it's, and this is a place where we're in our infancy, we've recorded a little bit of video and used it in, in our headsets where Patients that are not seeing me, that are seeing one of the associates, still hear my message on a treatment. Yeah. So it's like, hi, That's I'm good. Dr. Christmas. I'm here to talk to you about this. Very cool. We're still learning on how to do that best. What's great with partners like, like Radius has done an awesome job. Did they update pretty quickly and they've made it easier for us to do that? So then we got to learn. We got to keep up, right? Now we learn how we're going to produce this, you know, how this is going to work. When do we need it? When do we not need it? But yeah. I envision this concept and this thing I want for rural practice one of the things that a lot of our patients don't get to do they don't get to meet their surgeon well what if we produce a short little video a walk through of the of the surgery center hey wow. if for no other reason like here's the door you're going to walk into 
this is Dr. Smith. Here's what Dr. Smith's going to do. Here's what it looks like. Here's a little thing like cataract surgery. And rather than letting them Google cataract surgery, and we yes. know what video they're going to see first, it's going to be the most terrifying thing ever. Yep. Instead, it's like a, hey, I'm your guide. I'm your caretaker. I care about you. I'm going to guide you through this really positive experience. Here's our, our virtual handoff or, or something along those lines. I think the sky's the limit on some of yeah. this, this ability. Um, and, it, and we're kind of at this point, what's cool is we can make our own, we can do our own thing, you can download whatever we're going to do, but the ability to have it where we kind of community, almost like crowdsource how we do this, because yep. every single one of our offices is different. And that way we can speak our language, but also speak the patient's language, whatever that needs to be. So that might be for, you know, your engineer, a highly technical description yeah. of what's happening in their glaucoma or what's going to happen in the surgery from, from Dr. Icomet or something amazing. On the other end, it might be somebody who is going to be sent back over for me to do something to meet me when they live 70 miles from me and they're 120 yeah. miles from, OD, from an MD. So it's kind of fun wow. stuff. I love it. And it's, and it's right here. So what's really cool about it is this is available now. It's something that people can take advantage of today, but it does require you to be willing to change. You know, Chris, one of the things I say, and I've been saying this for years, is that my competition is not the optometrist next door. My competition is any business that provides better customer service or a better customer experience than I do. And so you know who's close to me. We have some of the best hospitals. We have some of the best amusement parks. You name it, they're around me. And that's what my patients compare me to. So for us to not have any digital video, any headset technology, not to have a way to communicate with them in the way they want to be communicated with, I'm definitely missing out. So I think this is a great opportunity there as well, don't you? I think, it, I think it's an opportunity for all of us, no matter where we are. Yeah. And that's kind of the fun part is figuring out. It's like that missing piece in the testing. The, the basic testing and what we're doing and validating all that other stuff, that, is, that has to be done. That's our foundation. But this next part is, is the fun part, right? Instead of just yep. driving along in the same lane, it's where we get to see if we can get over in the fast lane and change yeah. patient experiences and flow and improve their care. And it, it just, it's, we don't get win-wins very often. And then when we have win-wins where we can honestly yeah. not have to spend as much on the front end on devices and equipment, where we can update it and move it forward as things change. And honestly, I think it's a time where we're going to have to think about how many of those fast lanes we have, you know, right. multiple pieces of equipment and, but have the, where we're not, you know, breaking the bank, every single piece of equipment costs as much as my first house did. You know, we have to find a way to, to keep this working, yeah. uh, keeping good care going. So I think it's a fun time. Absolutely. It'll give us a more consistent experience for our patients. And I think what we're going to find, and we'll be able to tell people more, hopefully very soon, is when patients have that same consistent experience, they'll have better outcomes if we're talking disease. And they'll also be more willing to purchase from the practice that cares for them. And I know patients listen to this podcast as well. I can tell you, they tell me every day, Dr. Jasper, we want to buy from you because we love you. And yet, if I don't have a consistent message for them to know what they should have for whatever disease process they have going on or whatever their condition is, then they don't even know how to support us. And so it all comes back to, and I love your uh, traffic analogy, but I want to be on the Audubon. So now how can I be on the Audubon? Come on. 
it's, and, and we're there, right? We're, we're at the point now where it's like, I think I've got the stuff I need to drive fast enough. And, and you know, the, the analogy they use, the amusement park thought of it, but I think it's, it's restaurants go a long way. I, I'm, and another yeah. life was a bartender. I still cook competition barbecue and all this other stuff. Way wow. wasted on cooking. But if you ever done this, like you went to a restaurant and it's an amazing experience and you tell your friends about it, it's like, oh, you guys got to try such and such. It just yeah. opened. It's amazing. And they go and they come back and they're like, eh, you know, maybe we hit it on a wrong night. And then you go back and it misses and you go, wait, what? The magic's gone. There's nothing yeah. more disappointing than have that happen. And that consistency and care, that's a place where that's the difference in between having patience and having having fans and advocates. And I think it solves a lot of the things we get ourselves stressed out over about financially, making sure that our practices are stable. But I think patients knowing that technology is not just buying a machine, it, yeah. it's integrating it and using it. It's not tech for the sake of tech. It's to have these things help us do a better job. But also that way we can spend our time doing the things we want to talking yeah. to them about things that are important to them. And cultivating those relationships because that's why we got into optometry to begin with is that it, it's very a personable place to be so i yeah. love our relationship with our patients and i think this can be used to enhance it not as an excuse to, to outsource it so to speak absolutely chris thank you so much for being here you are amazing i think i didn't tell you at the beginning of this but what i love is so you're so well spoken i can ask you a question you dive right to the uh the the answer that we all need to hear you're not afraid to tell the truth and that means a lot to me and i know it does to our listeners so thank you for being so honest and open and willing to share thanks a lot and thank you so much for having me